Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just wanted to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh, I know that podcast. I just wanted to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello, and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Bhushan Kumar. And I'm Sunny Grohl. Hey, Sunny, what's happening? Good, I'm so glad to be recording this episode. I know, we've got such a great episode. So, like, you know, we're just going to go straight to the secret diary of his own one home. Oh my goodness, so shall so we get it out? It's digital again, isn't it? It is, and I'm going to sanitise my hands, and Please then I'm going to open a new tab. Ooh. And so today, our entry is all about reboots. Oh my gosh, excitement. Now, I know, so all these shows that we know and loved from, like, you know, our formative years, shall we call them? <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> a few weeks ago, exactly. Like, you know, we're, we're forever 21, we if anyone's in any formed. doubt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still growing, to be honest with you. Uh, some, the baby fat's going to go at some point, I'm telling you. <laughs> but um, loads of our favourite shows are actually doing reboots and coming back. Wow. So, for example, Friends is going to have like a reunion show. Is it just one episode for that? I think it is, but I think it might be with a view to kind of like... If, oh, if it does well, it. like test the I water. I didn't know that. Okay. And then obviously Sex in the City is coming back. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. And that's going to be called Just Like That. Oh, it's not called Sex in the City? No. So Carrie Bradshaw, like, you know, one of the key sentences that she always wrote was like, and just like that, blah, 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 blah. Oh. So they're actually calling the show Just Like That. And of course, the big thing about that reboot is you, we know what it is. Exactly. Indeed, indeed. So no Samantha, oh. possibly no Big. What? Yeah. Is he uh, dead? We, we don't know. They've not revealed oh, no, in real life he's alive, isn't No, he's, he's alive yeah, in real life. Yeah. But apparently Aiden has signed, John Corbett has oh, signed off. No, like no Carrie treated Aiden back. We are going to discuss this in okay, length at some point. Okay, you know point. what? We are going to definitely dissect it. We are going to go into that world. And then Gossip Girl, which is really, really exciting. XO, XO. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you love me. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I always feel Gossip Girl never got its due because it's it was ahead of its time. It predicted what our lives would be like. And yes, they had the Motorola flip-up phones and more, you know, these awful, god-awful phones they were taking pictures on and reporting into Gossip Girl. But it was very true, that whole idea that social media would become conflated with social status. Okay. And, like, Netflix took the whole series off because Warner Brothers asked for it back ahead of the reboot. So before Christmas, I had to, like, binge it in, like, literally ah. four weeks. I was literally watching Gossip... Everything I was doing was, like, Gossip Girl. Like, you know, <laughs> let the toilet paper run out. And I'd just be, kind of be like, uh-oh, spotted. Who's going to have to use their lotta to wash their ass? <laughs> like, you know, everything in my mind was narrated by Gossip Girl. But the new reboot is looking so, so exciting because it's in the same universe, okay. but it's of this time. So it's made, they've got a much more diverse cast okay. to start with. So it's not yeah. all rich white people having fun. Mm. And the fashion from it is looking really, really oh, good. Oh my goodness, of like, course. I, I, you know what I'm going to say now? Go on. I've never seen it. <gasps> well, do you know, but that's true though, because it kind of went under the radar. And I think, like, especially in the UK, where ITV2, where all the best shows are buried. <laughs> oh my God, like the mummy <laughs> exactly. returns. Exactly, you see the mummy returns in Liar Liar, but Gossip Girl <laughs> gets no prominence, honestly. <laughs> But I think in the UK, it kind of got a bad rap. It didn't really get the attention it deserved. And then so some people knew of it and some people didn't. Yeah. And yeah, it's a real shame because it's such a great show. And like the reboot, they really look like they've done. And, it, you know, it's, it's going to be on HBO Max as well. Oh, so it's an actual HBO show. Yeah. Oh, so HBO have got involvement that. in it. And it's apparently going to be a lot darker and edgier. And Same even just through the social media already. Um, it's looking really exciting. So I think that's a really good example of a reboot that okay. looks like it's going to work really well. 
and like the Sex and City, just like that. I am excited to see that as well. I really want to see. I've missed that show so much, but when I do kind of catch one of the older seasons, mm-hmm. I look at it and I'm like, oh my god, this is so dated. It's, it's so cringy. It's so cringy. Some of it, but then the later seasons, it starts to feel like okay, you can get into it, and I just can't see a new audience really being interested in going back that far. I, not on a mass scale. So it's good. At the start and the idea of maybe rebooting it. I wonder if this idea of calling it just like that is, um, is that to do with the shakeup of the cast as well? Is it just like they want to kind of almost like say, this isn't the old show continued on because there are key central characters missing now? Yeah, I think that might be the case because it does seem like they are taking it in a new direction. They've said that time moves on. For example, Samantha's non-appearance in the show is going to be explained as just like, friendships like you know moving on and people wow. moving on as well not that sarah jessica parker was a massive bitch to her because <laughs> that's a totally different you know what what is it because i remember when she was on andy's watch what happens live we've all seen that interview haven't we and oh. she's just like acting her way through she's like i have no idea why she was like so blindsided by that piers morgan interview that um, oh my god yeah and I was just like, I don't know who to believe because it's almost like, you know, we've all had that situation when you, I don't know, you work with someone who's almost like a frenemy kind of situation mm. where you're like, look, I, I spend a lot of time with you, but actually it's it's really tough. And then you get to a place when you're like, actually, I wasn't in a good place when I was spending time with you. And I felt like I went through that when I was younger because you had more tolerance for that stuff. But these days, I mean, especially how vocal we are, <laughs> we're going to let you know. Exactly. <laughs> They're not beating around the bush in your 40s or however old they are. Yeah, like even producer or executive producer or not, we are going to tell you what we think of you. (laughs) Because I remember it was really funny as well when Sarah Jessica Parker was on Jonathan Ross. You know, when Jonathan Ross used to have a talk show on the BBC. Didn't he get kicked off? Well, he went to ITV for more money and then flopped, didn't he? <laughs> That's another story. But I remember, like, he, 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 when Kim Cattrall was on, he was like, oh, is the bitch with the big nose giving you a problem? But then when Sarah Jessica Parker came on the show, it was so awkward because oh, you could just no. see that she was kind She'd of like... She'd obviously heard that. Yeah, and her face was just... Li- and he was literally like, so you and Kim... Cattrall, you know, Jonathan Ross is like, you know, a bull in a china shop. Yeah. So, like, subtle is like a sledgehammer. <laughs> and it was just so awkward to watch. And, like, Sarah Jessica Parker was like, I know what you said about me and I'm not going to... <gasps> and that is quite a nasty comment to make as well, it to be is. honest. Like, he could have said that she was just a bitch. He didn't have to go for her appearance. No, so I don't like that. That was really, really mean. And what I really like about her is she is someone that has really just owned her appearance. And beca- yes. Because the thing is, she's not conventionally beautiful, is she? Yeah, but when you agreed. think about the show and ama- the amazing outfits she's been in, she always looks absolutely spectacular. I've always loved her fashions. I, I know that she had a lot that that really famous stylist, Patricia Field. Patricia Field. You say her name with respect. You better say her name. Say <laughs> my name. name. You, you can exactly. <laughs> you know shady. The writing's on the wall. It's going to be throughout this entire. It's the entire thread for this season. I think honestly, that's what we should have called oh, the season. Sorry. The writing's on the wall. <laughs> Thou shall listen to every episode. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so she still looked great, and I'm glad she didn't do a nose or like. I think she might have changed that. Um, did she? Like she a, had a mole or a some mole sort, didn't she? Yeah, but like she's kept herself true to who she is, yeah. and I feel like I I, pre- I appreciate that, and I kind of I like that kind of sentiment that she's kind of portrayed. Like, look, this is me. I'm getting older, but look, I keep myself fit and healthy, and Agreed. I don't pop my own babies out. <laughs> 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 exactly, she's kept like she's very much a character actress, and yes. that's been wonderful to see. And yeah, it's it's not conventional beauty, but then we don't want... Well, we don't like conventional We don't want that Tyra Taurus, remember? 
<laughs> but anyway, so talking about reboots and stuff, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to close this tab. It auto-saves, so don't worry, everybody. It's going to be okay. We don't need to keep on saving your save as rename <laughs> and all of that, change the file extension. We don't have to do that anymore. Isn't that great? And we are going to move on to our feature presentation today. Yes. So we are talking today about Moisha. Moisha. I'm not going to sing the whole thing. Exactly. We, we were just having a little bop there. But, um. So, for anyone growing up in the late 90s, one of the must-watch shows for teenagers and young adults at the time was Moesha. Classic American sitcom, Moesha starred R&B superstar yeah. Randy Norwood as Moesha and followed the adventures of the family living in the suburb of Los Angeles. Moesha was far from light-hearted fare. Whilst it was really funny and entertaining, it also tackled like some serious subjects such as racism, sexuality, drugs, and bereavement. Mm. As one of our favourite shows in our teenage years, we knew, well, <laughs> I say teenage years, <laughs> um, we knew we had to talk about it in depth. So, you know, today we are, t- yeah, I'm so excited because this show uh, recently has come back onto Netflix. Yeah. Um, well, uh, sorry, I say back onto it, it's come onto Netflix yeah, so we can finally showcase. watch it again. And it's just been really, yeah, there's been so much like through watching it that I wanted to discuss. And so I'm going to, so Sunny, when did you first see Moesha and what was your first oh, encounter with it? Because I've, when I was kind of doing a little bit of recapping and research, I realized this show was from 96. Yes. I was like, oh my goodness. So I'm, when I kind of go back into that era, you I were remember. like two years old watching Teddy exactly, and America's Next Top Model. <laughs> Which I didn't realise was actually started in 2000. Didn't we talk about this? Yeah, 2003. Yeah, yeah, so then back in... So you weren't even born when Moby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sadly, what yeah, I was. Um, I, it was year seven at school. Oh. Um, and then I remember watching... Like Sister Sister, Moesha. This this is a time of Nickelodeon, so it was like mm-hmm. Keenan and Cow, mm-hmm. Rugrats, which I oh. still am obsessed. They do a reboot of Rugrats. Oh oh my god, really? I know, and I saw a clip of it. And it's all digital, and I'm like, oh, no. But so apparently, the same voice actors that did the original. That, the original, okay. It's but the writing with Rugrats was actually genius. It was so funny. It's so and it's so advanced for its time. Oh. Like when you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh my god, when did that? <laughs> did they just infer that? What? I learned a lot about Jewish history through. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Like a Passover and all these traditions. Anyway, Mm -hmm. digressing. But yeah, so it was like um, the other channels that I had trouble, which is where I no. So Moesha was on Nickelodeon, wasn't it? But Mm -hmm. then did it move? I think the Parkers, which is a spinoff from Moesha, featuring Kim, was on Trouble. Mm And it was just that time when you'd come back from school and like all these shows were on and it was like Clarissa Explains It All. Oh, yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. It was just such a great... Alex... Remember, um, what was it? Alex Mack. The Secret World yes. of Alex Mack. She'd like yes. turn into the T-1000 and melt down. <laughs> I was like, that is the power I want so badly. <laughs> what happened to that show, actually? I can't remember. Do you know what? Because I was blossoming into my 20s at that... Towards my 20s at that point. So I think I kind of... Fell away. <laughs> I fell out. I went I to a obsessed. different market. <laughs> <laughs> the adult entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember watching it coming back from school and yeah, just loving the fact that it wasn't so conventional. Like Sister Sister and Clarissa and all these other shows, it was just a little bit more clean cut. Yeah. But what they still did in Moesha was they had great representation of like a really nice wholesome family yeah. it was a black family so it was so you know positive depiction yes but they also dealt with some of the those more tricky issues in terms of like 
teen pregnancies um you know people wanting to go out and party and have fun mm -hmm. but then still feeling like look we are still good citizens in terms of we go to school and you know she was really clever in the show she was mm -hmm. always had really good grades and that's kind of my early memories of Marisha. What about you? Well, see, you were so lucky because you were blessed with Nickelodeon. Yeah. So for us plebs down in the underworld, <laughs> we had to wait for it to come on Channel 4 oh on the second God. window. So it used to be kind of a treat I used to associate with um, half term, Easter break yes. and summer holidays. Because it used to come on like at 9.30 or 10.30 in the morning. So like there would always wow. be this thing like where, you know, like in school holidays, you wanted to sleep in and wake up late. Oh my goodness. But uh, in our household, that didn't happen. <laughs> Brown households everywhere, you will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> or, or, you know, certain kind of households where you just can't have those lions because your parents are just so goddamn loud <laughs> at 6 a.m. in the morning cleaning. and you're like it's not fair it's my school holidays oh. um so i yeah it used to be on at night and i used to so it would, we'd see it kind of in, intermittently and yeah. it was really a, very much a treat but um yeah i used to love it it was just so polished and well produced and yeah. like you said this kind of show like you know we had like clarissa sabrina and all these other shows but Moesha really was its own. It was very Edgy. distinctive. Yeah, it was really distinctive. And there was just something like watch re-watching it now and, uh, from this perspective as well. I didn't realize how well it was written. Like it yeah. moves forward really well. Like every line hits its Pacing's mark. Good. Um, every, the storylines are good. They converge well. It's very believable. And one other thing I realized, like, um, which I forgot as a child, like I always used to think there was like gaps in my memory. Like mm. sometimes I've watched an episode, like, you know, like one minute she'd be in the school gymnasium and then she'd be at home. Mm. And I'd be like, oh, I must have missed a scene in between. But I realized there was just like a cut there or an edit, you know, where it just like, you know, that music would come, the incidental oh. music showing the change of location. And it just made me think like, you know, the production values were really high. Um, I mean, my big, one of my big memories from it was the fashion. Yeah. The fashion, of course, the oh fashion. <laughs> and the music as well, because if you think about it, so I didn't know Brandy as a singer at that point in time, because I think when we talked about The Boy Is Mine, I was like, remember when I said, yeah. I saw that music video, I was like, oh my God, that's Marisha. Yeah. Which I knew it was Brandy, because mm -hmm. obviously at the beginning of the show, mm -hmm. Brandy Norwood is how, how she was kind of shown yeah. as an actress. And I just thought, wow, like, you know, she is like, she's so like, I don't know, like a really interesting character that they've like fleshed out rather than being that conventional, I don't know, is someone liking Clarissa explains it all. They're all just too basic. They're, they're really, there's no edge to them. And I just cool. like the fact that she liked to party, still studied. Mm. And she had her um, boyfriend, Q. Remember? Q, yes, of course. And her best friend, Hakeem. Kim. Who, who, oh, Hakeem. Was Hakeem? Oh, no, so. The neighbor, sorry. No, Hakeem was. Hakeem was the neighbor who was used to come over for breakfast. The deceased. Yes, it's very know, sad, it was very wasn't sad. it? Kim, her best friend. Kim. But, oh my God, we need to go into the, the dramas <laughs> with them too. And then Nisi. Yes, Nisi as well. And Frank was a dad, wasn't he? Yes, and he was. what was her mum's name again? Uh, was it D? So Dee. it was Denise, and I think it was D. And she was the uh, worked at the school, didn't she? she did. Yes, that's it. She was assistant principal, I think. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, I was always frustrated by um, Moesha's dad. He was always like such an authoritarian. And it yeah. was just a little bit like, oh, come on. Like, let, you know, she's a trustworthy girl. But it kind of taught you, look at all these kind of, th I think that what they were trying to do is help kind of educate families. Like, this is the challenges that you go through when you're raising your kids. Mm -hmm. And instead of, you're listening to your parents maybe you'll listen to your favorite show and kind of get some good i don't know role models through it because i felt like they helped you make decisions in tough situations like i don't know in terms of taking drugs or mm -hmm. you know all those sorts of things that you wouldn't typically expect to be on a children's tv show 
they're helping you kind of think about what are the moral challenges in that exactly i think you've hit the nail on the head she was a three-dimensional character and a lot it, it felt do you know it, like we both grew up in households of households of all boys like you know, yes. we've got brothers but i think for teenage girls like she felt like watch again watching it now i realize mm. that even more the depiction of a teenage girl like it's so especially of, of an african-american teenage yeah. girl in that time it was great role models yeah nowhere to be seen really i mean of course we had fresh prince of bel-air yes but that was a central female yeah and also not only that like ash if you think of ashley and hillary who's great they were i mean they were they they were totally different it was a different kind of vibe yeah and yeah i think like you said it was very three-dimensional and then the kind of when those like things would happen like you know for example the drugs and what have you yeah like for example like you know in a program like saved by the bell like, you know, That's when the drugs sick. would happen and Mr. Belding would just happen to turn up <laughs> and be like, come on, kids, you know, you can do better. And then, like, you know, they'd put the drugs away and then straight to credits. <laughs> Whereas here, it really struck a note of reality because it wasn't like someone was like, oh, yeah, take the drugs, take the drugs. You know, it wasn't yeah. like presented as like caricature. It was there was a note of reality in there. A real dilemma. Yeah. And I imagine that, you know, anyone watching in America, I wonder, like, you know, if they going through high school and. Like, because obviously we've had <laughs> we've got a fantasy version. I know <laughs> American High School is like that. Like, like oh, it's the... amazing. <laughs> just go to the cafeteria and wear like designer clothes and meet you at your locker and all of that. And I remember, like, you know, when I went to sixth form and I I got a locker in that school for the oh, first wow. time. And I used to think, yes, it's like in America. Like I got a locker and all of that. Oh. It's not glamorous at all. No. It was just like you know, padlock. Ch- chuck your bat. No, we didn't. We had like keys because it, it was a very select school. Oh wow. But the thing was, some people had master keys, so you could like open <laughs> <laughs> locker. But it was just like you literally go and like chuck your books in and stuff. And I used to think, no, like in high school, everyone's like, oh, I'll meet you at the locker, and then you know, inside your locker, you put pictures and stuff like that. We couldn't, we weren't allowed to do any of that. <laughs> like, you know. But I think that whole depiction, that whole world, was really well captured, and I really like kind of liked that aspect no, I agree. of it. And she's actually such a brilliant actress as well because she. I think I started to see her in a lot of other things as well. So what it started, I think she first started in a show called Thea, didn't she? Yes. And that's when she got picked up to do Moesha. And I remember at the time, years ago, when she was being interviewed about it, she was like, I remember hearing about this character and I thought I loved the character, but the name, she's like, Moesha. <laughs> she's like, what kind of name is that? And I just thought, yeah, that's true. Actually, it's very diff- It's not common here, is it? Yeah. We don't hear that name very often. But um, I just remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, like, she's such a good actress. And the stuff she did on the side, like, I'm, I'm also thinking of hilarious movies. Like, I know what you did last time. I still know what you did last time. <laughs> was she in the sequel or was she in the she first She was in the one? sequel. Oh. I remember when they were interviewing her about it. They're like, oh, so tell us about your role. She was like, well, guess what? I, I last a lot longer than most black people in the horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she lived. Spoiler yeah. alert. Oh, <laughs> do you know, I don't think I've watched the sequel. <gasps> I've only seen the first. Because do you know what it is? I think it's Scary Movie has ruined those films oh. for me forever. <laughs> I can watch scary movie, but I can't. The only one I can watch is um, Scream. I love the oh, Scream wow. series. They're so good. I mean, it was in that kind of vein. It was just yeah. very kind of teen horror. Mm-hmm. But I was so obsessed with like I was obsessed with Brandy. I used to have like so many posters of her on my wall, and I had my tech folder. Oh yeah, my email address, everything. It was like I was so obsessed with her. She was just such a multi threat. Like well, an actress. Sunny loves Brandy at Hotmail. <laughs> 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 yeah. that has definitely been shut down it's such a shame I've got so many good emails 
<laughs> most main picture the brandy. Did, did Brandy's management company be like, yeah, you can't have that email. Sorry, <laughs> blocking it. I used to get messages from people. I think I told you guys. I was like, I'm getting messages from people saying, oh my God, I love you, Brandy. I wish I could meet you one day. And I thought I used to print them off and bring them downstairs to dad and say, look, I got a message from someone in Georgia saying that they love me. And my dad was like, what is this? Where? What are you doing? Why are you like, wasting printer ink printing it out? I was like, this is the internet, dad. I can speak to people in Georgia who think I'm a celebrity. <laughs> I just love that you print them out and file them later oh, on, like so brandy excited. fan mail. Like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're the original Stan, you know, Eminem oh, Stan. Yeah, it was gone the... cold <laughs> and watching. <laughs> it was from my website. Oh. I need to dig that out. I'm going to find some screenshots for everyone. That is so funny. So tell me, who was your favourite character and why was it Kimberly? <laughs> <laughs> I did. You know, I loved Kimberly for so many different reasons. First, she was so outspoken. She was completely different to Moesha. She was a little less graceful. But she was one of those friends that we all want, you know, yeah. like life of the party, loud. But the other reason I loved her, she was an amazing singer as well. Yes. Remember she'd occasionally sing. And there was one episode I've just remembered when she sang, is it Leanne Rhymes song or something? I can't fight the moonlight. Was it all? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a ballad. But um, how do I, I live without you? Maybe it was just because Leanne Rams only had those oh, two songs. Sorry, you know what she did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that is such no shade, shade but it's true. Like you went into country music, those are the only two songs you know. <laughs> Leanne Rams. But I think that's when they kind of, at times, gave people to bring a little bit of themselves into the characters because yeah. Countess Vaughan is her name, isn't she? The yeah. actress. She is an amazing phenomenal singer like yeah. incredible and I think there was a lot of rivalry between Brandy and and, and yes. Countess because of that because I think when I was watching like one of the clips like just recapping on the show mm. no actually no this is a clip from remember MTV used to do those shows Driven yes oh my god I love those shows and they were like profile different like um, famous singers <laughs> and in Brandy talking about her and her sh- um, time on the show and I think there was like this huge feud between the two and Dee this actress I've forgotten her name now. She was talking about how Brandy and, and Kim were very much like, I want to be like, you know, the one that's like the main character. I, I always assumed that it was Brandy's show, to be yeah. honest. I never saw it as Kim's show. Mm. But I think there was still a rivalry for them to be like, look, you know what? I'm still an important character. And that clearly came through in the audiences because, look, she wouldn't have got a spin-off. But I, I, I loved Kim. She's a great character, really fun, mm. like, you know, um, great voice as well when you did get to hear her sing. So interesting you say that because as you just said that, you know what thought popped into mm. my head? It is a bit like Sex in the City, where Carrie yes. Bradshaw is the main character, but Samantha is the, the one parallel? who got who got the audience reaction. Yeah. And you were so right because Kimberly is so so talented, and you know the way yeah the singing and also like her comic her oh, comic timing. You're right, and the way that she could level up, like she could do an emotional scene one minute mm. and then she could be funny the next minute and she could be tender the range that she showed and you could got the sense that like brandy and brandy's an excellent actress i'm not taking yeah. away from that but i think that the actress who played kimberly had so much more control over her acting or a bit more experience Agreed. behind her yeah. and i think that was probably what caused the rivalry because i think brandy may have been threatened mm. and it also feeds into the whole boy's mind thing as well doesn't it then because yeah. it makes you understand why that you know, purported feud with Monica happened because it was like someone similar True. in the horizon and suddenly it's like that this person's threatening. Yeah. And, you, and especially, again, we forget that, you know, because I think Brandy was like, uh, Moesha was made when Brandy was like 15 to 20 so years old. Yeah. And that, again, formative years. <laughs> and, you know, that yeah. whole kind of thing where you're 
finding out who you are and and then especially to be on that stage and then like you know at that time that was one of the like a tenant of pop culture yeah yeah so it must have been a lot of pressure and a lot of so you can see how these rivalries could easily flare up and be built and, and like i said we, you know there's no mobile phones or anything and people <laughs> if you're sitting in one room and they're sitting in the other room and your little entourage is like oh my god that bitch is wearing this oh my god you know, <laughs> it builds up and then suddenly but if you think back to the types of stupid silly arguments we had at school with our friends at the time Mm. it was never that deep but the difference is these guys were on a huge platform and they had a lot of adults probably fueling the fire because they thought actually this is really good press or you know it's going to create a buzz and this is the thing that's frustrating because it just means that actually you create tensions with people that have to have a good working relationship and i think i remember even seeing interviews with Countess Vaughan saying, actually, you know what? It wasn't that deep. Yes, I did call her the B word, yeah. but you know why she we all did. Like, you know, it's just we were teenagers and, and that's all it was. There wasn't anything that significant. But mm. yeah, when you're teenagers, I suppose it's not really that deep. It happens. And also I think it was a different time in television because I think now if you start throwing that kind of shit around, you're immediately off the show. You'll get rewritten, yeah. you'll get written out, your contract will be, you know, you can't behave unprofessionally. Whereas I think there was something to be said in the pre-internet age where you could be a diva. You, you could get away with that kind well, we of... We would have been great back then. <laughs> we would have been amazing. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I don't feel like filming today. Like, let's cancel the shoot and stuff. But now you can't, like, you know, you have to deliver and you have to be on time. And, like, you know, if you don't, there's, like... There, there always has been so many people ready to take your place. Mm. But I think now so, in today's, like, world, it's so quick how quickly you can be replaced. Yeah. And with someone who's of equal stature, or if not you know, a greater stature than you. No, I agree. And that's why Kim was obviously given her own show. Yeah. The Parkers. And it, I think it got to the time when ac- they weren't getting on, obviously, mm. but the show was probably at least four or five seasons in and they were getting to a place where actually it's probably kind of run its course almost. Yeah. So it's probably, it needed something fresh and new and then maybe the Parkers was just that. And I, I do remember watching a couple of seasons of it, but I never really got that into it because mainly because I was so obsessed with Bangalore. I was like, oh, I don't really yeah. care. If she's not in it, I don't want to see it. Um, and I never, I actually found out that she appeared in one episode of the Parkers to yes. kind of show her, you know, support for the show. Mm. But I never, I never saw it. No, I do not. Well, obviously us plebs down in the underworld, <laughs> we didn't have Sky. Trouble, you didn't have trouble. The Parkers, what's that? Honestly, we just knew from Moesha, there's a spinoff. No, I did see in my research there's a spinoff. And actually, it's interesting how you talk about that kind of universe where like Moesha went over to that show. Because it's like Marvel. It's, it's, like, it's, Marvel. it's like the Marvel universe. Another, another superhero. They're all going to reunion. <laughs> because then there was so many other cameos. Like Usher did a cameo. He did. Genuine did a cameo. <gasps> Don't forget Uncle Bernie. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. You know what? They had so many legendary black people that were like performers, singers, actors in the show coming through. Mm-hmm. And that was always the best part. Remember when they'd go to like a concert somewhere yeah. with like someone performing? And then bump into Usher in the back. <gasps> and it'd be like, how the hell do so you do cool. And that, it, it, I loved that kind of fantasy element to it. And like, it's interesting because like a show like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of pioneered that. You it know, did. where you had like Tyra and Naomi and yeah. all the top cream of black talent. Even Donald Trump that. was in it. Oh God, well Donald... Well, <laughs> Let's let's set about that. Not the cream. (laughs) He was in Sex and City. Sex and City keeps coming up today. And Home Alone. And Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone too. It's like, oh God, like you know. But um, so in in terms of like representation and stuff, why do you think shows like Marisha are so important? So I think it's nice to get. So if you're not like the you know white and um, I know male portrayed in like a, a. 
those sorts of characters are portrayed in a lot of shows it's nice to feel like actually this is something that's representing me obviously i'm not a black female but it was something different and that's what spoke to you exactly and there were things that were similarities in terms of maybe growing up with a family that were probably a little bit more i don't know traditional in terms of their maybe what they expect of their children in terms of focus on you know study or you know going out and partying and stuff like that so i just felt like that was quite a nice thing to relate to mm-hmm. um and yeah i think it, it, we need that don't we we want diversity because actually how are we ever going to learn about another culture if we don't see enough if we don't see representation it. and also i think what was really important about moesha is it's a one it's one of the shows that showed black joy like yes yeah. there were heavy subjects on there but it was so nice to see because you're normally when you watch like um uh, you know i do find, like, i want to be careful how i say this mm. but um i think like you know sometimes when you watch shows uh, which are predominantly black there's always some sort of, you know, they bring the real world into it. Yeah. And like, so if it's a documentary or it's like something like The Wire, for example, which did... I the, really want to see that. The Wire is excellent. Like, I'm it changed the way I watch it. television. But wow. And I think the way that they brought, you know, they gave this the story so much dimension. And yeah. so, like, you know, you felt like you're watching a documentary. Even yeah. Though it's no, a drama. Right. Yeah. So I think shows like Moesha are equally as important because we want, you know, you it's a spectrum. There's not just one life that, you know, yes. like, for example, like... You know that's something like a show like in the UK we have Keeping Up with the Kumars or the Kumars at 42 or something. Okay. And you know it kind of shows this kind of stereotypical Asian family I heard that, that was advertised on the radio. What is that about? Who is that? Oh, girl, it was ages ago. It was like, oh. you know, it's kind of like Mira Sayal and uh, Sanjeev Bhaskar. Okay. It's basically this uh, son. Oh, the Kumars at 42. The Kumars at 42. Sorry, right, yeah, right, not keeping, right. up with, keeping up with the Kumars. I was like, sorry. Keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> Sorry, so I, I've just let it slip there. So my family are going to take over from the Kardashians. <laughs> We're oh, going to be no. the new big franchise. I'm so That's excited. <laughs> my mom is the Chris Jenner. And, uh, so that makes <laughs> me the Kim, I suppose. Yeah, my momager, exactly. So yeah, my sex tape should drop any day <laughs> now oh with yeah. a cast of movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we'll come to that in a bit. But um, yeah, it was really good to just have that positive depiction and joyful depiction. Yeah. And also the humour as well was really, really nice mm. because like I said, like the Fresh Prince and Sister Sister, all these shows, had this kind of elevated oh, humor in so common, funny. like you know when people would like take the cusses that we that they heard on the show, and, like, you know, like you know when you're like we cussing someone's mum and stuff, yeah, exactly, and like you'd hear it on the, you know, you'd hear it from a film or a show, and it was just something. There was just something so really spiced to quote, yeah, and it's kind of spoke. And I think you know the whole idea of like these shows speaking to us yes. as like South Asians. You're right. There was those cultural similarities where you know we used to have banter and we used to have like silly talk. And I'm not saying that other cultures don't have that. Yes. But the banter that was here was like very, very specific. Yes. But it was also very universal. Very relatable for, yeah. for us. And maybe other people did relate to it as well that were white and, you know, yeah. different generations. But uh, it's just, it made you feel like, oh, actually, I can relate in that way. Because mm, it always felt like the show went really quickly. And I always find that shows that I love or really enjoy yeah. seem to fly by really yeah. fast. Like, I'll start watching and then it's like an advert already. It's like, what? I watching it. <laughs> and then like you go to the second part and then it's over. And you're like, no, I can't wait another week for like, you know, the next episode. It just goes crazy. But uh, yeah. One interesting thing that you just kind of reminded me of um, is how they tried not to go down that typical stereotype, stereotypical route. Mm-hmm. And um, Frank was such a great character because he was, so, even though he was frustrating because he was so overprotective sometimes, it made me feel, I remember at the time thinking, oh my God, just let her be free. She's such a good, yeah. like, you know, citizen, blah, blah. <laughs> but citizen. I always just think of it, people need to be good citizens. God, you had it bad for Brandy, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't upset. say anything to Brandy. I was, like, I was Leave so Brandy old. alone. <laughs> I would have done it. You know, when she, I mean, we won't go into it in a lot of depth, but remember she had a lot of, a, a tough time when she um, was in a car incident like a yes well someone did die and, 
I remember just thinking, goodness me, I was like, yeah, this ain't easy, is it? Because she got a lot of bad press after that, Brandy did. Ooh. But let's, let's not wait, wait, let's we not go, go. Yeah. But what I was thinking of is when, um, Fra- I think they were obviously struggling with ratings, so something happened and they were yeah. started trying to change it up a little bit because Ray J started coming in a brother. Yes. And he ended up being Frank's illegitimate son. Yes. And there was lots of critique from the cast themselves saying this is not how Frank should be um, depicted, know, portrayed yeah. and depicted. Because, look, he's been such a solid guy who's had so many morals that have always come through in all yeah. of his kind of actions and every single, you know, being in, in his entire being. It just felt such a letdown. And I remember watching that at the time thinking, oh, gosh, he ruined it. And that's when I think people start chasing ratings and it was no longer, you know, the focus not being let's put out a really good show. Let's just try and get viewers. Let's chase viewers. Exactly. Yeah. Because I um, was reading up and I saw that D actually left the show on account of that wow. creative decision and we've, also, both, we've both seen the same youtube video exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's only a limited number <laughs> but it's so true that whole you know frank was really he was very because the whole setup was very aspirational yes it wasn't like the fact that like you, you were watching it and thinking oh it wasn't like only fools and horses that you're like oh i had to get out of it honestly because <laughs> it's horrible dingy flat in peckham it was really really nice and then like, you know they yeah. moved to a house and there was affluence and Frank was working hard. D worked yeah, hard. Satin dealership. <laughs> I was like, "What is a satin?" And it just—it did feel like in you know I don't know what the writers were saying because at the, also the other thing is that um, after season six the show was shelved because the ratings were declining, as yeah. you said. And I think, like you said, that you know people had such an emotional connection to the show, a storyline like that. You know, the kind of wrong turn can really sever that relationship. Yeah. So suddenly that show that you worshipped and loved, or, you know, when someone associated with it becomes problematic. Yes. And then you're like, it, you know, for example, like with the Harry Potter series now, because of J.K. Rowling's mm. transphobia, I can't really go to Harry Potter anymore yeah. like I used to. Yeah. And I feel that's really, really sad. Um, because the other thing to point out as well is, like you said, um, uh, Moesha is very realistic. She's mm. three-dimensional. It's a really good depiction of African-American teenage girl. Yeah. But it is also problematic as well. You know, the way that Kim's weight is always brought up. And do you know how that was always a punchline? I know, I saw that recently thinking, what? I was like, is this okay? Yeah, and it just seemed that, you know, it, some sometimes it kind of veered into that territory where, I mean, that's of the time, so we can't really be no. too critical. But at the same time, it was very much like, oh, someone's appearance or someone's, you know, Low physical grade. features or something. They would go to that and it would sometimes be, you realise, actually, do you know what? This show was better than that. It didn't need to no, do that. That's kind of Little Britain territory where, they're like, you know, you just go for the jugular. But yeah. this, but Moesha didn't need to do that. It had, to, it you know, much, much cleverer. polished, it had polish and it had good production values and, you know, it didn't need to really kind of make fun of people appearances and things like mm. that um so yeah that was a real shame um so how do you feel about a reboot of the show i mean do you think it would work in today's um, times you know what i don't think I'd, it'd be interesting to know how they're gonna bring it back it, it can't be the same premise because they're obviously adults now yeah um and it just it would need to be a complete they need to completely shake it up it yeah. needs to be profiling maybe her life as a mom or something i don't know i just don't want to see them try to i don't know try to pick it up where they left because the thing was there was a big storyline that was unresolved wasn't it because then so uh by season six moesha's gone to college i think she's sharing with nisi yeah, she's so got room that. and then there's a pregnancy test found yes, at the end that's it and then no Miles one knows you know off, yeah uh, yeah Miles runs away. but we don't know who 
whose pregnancy test it was. That's and it. so maybe I think you're <gasps> right. That could be a good starting, couldn't it? it could like be. her daughter's doing a pregnancy test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But whose daughter was it? That's yeah, the thing. That is true. So I mean, yeah, I think you're so right. It would need to be Marisha in today's times. Like what? So for example, like again, going back to se- I can't. Be- How's this turned into Sex and City? Oh wow! <laughs> I love it. But um, the way that um, like you know they're going to look at Carrie Bradshaw in today's times, yes. like in the internet and podcasts and all that kind of thing. What would Marisha be doing yeah. in today's time? What would Kimberly to be doing yeah. in today's time? What would Nisi be doing in today's times? You know, all of those factors. Like, what is Frank Frank's retirement looking like? Yeah, is he retired? Is he retired? Yeah, exactly. Because remember, she'd she'd have a diary as well. Remember, she'd always like dear diary. Oh my god, <laughs> it should be called dear diary. Dear diary. Oh my god, were the roots of the uh, diary of his own one home yeah. in that? Oh my, my god! It's, it's this all is connected. like therapy, isn't it? It's all, it's all coming out, and we're like, "Oh my god, we, that's where we got that from!" Like we thought it was original. It was like <laughs> copywritten, so don't copy. Oh my god! Oh my god, it's so funny. But yeah, no, I think I, I'd be curious to see it mm-hmm. because I'm just like, oh, it'd be lovely to see the whole cast. Well, the cast that could come back, yeah. Um, just see what they look like and how they, you know, bring these characters back to life, mm-hmm. but. I, I can't see it being like a hit with the kids anymore. Yeah, it's not, I don't think it'd be that kind of vibe. They don't have that kind of relationship with it. Yeah. And in that case, like I think the way Fresh Prince did it, you know, Fresh Prince recently did that reunion show. Have you? I still haven't seen that. Have you not seen it? No. Oh, wow. When did that come out? It was it was a couple of weeks. It was earlier this year. Damn it. Although this year has been like 10 centuries. So James <laughs> to be Avery fair. is deceased as well, isn't he? Yes. Uncle and Phil. I loved it, Uncle Phil. It was so emotional in that show. That was hard. But the way that they did it, oh. because they knew that the magic of Fresh Prince, could they can't match it. You can't right. match the energy and you know the momentum of that time. But the way the the reunion show did it, it paid tribute to it really well. Yeah. So I wonder. But then I know. Oh wait a minute! Reunion episode. It wasn't an actual episode. No, it wasn't a drama. Oh, I did see the yeah. interviews. Yeah, no, I did because you know, didn't they bring on so the original mum back? Original Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv. That's yeah. It, sorry, and the yeah. and the two Vivs meet, yes, and that was amazing. Yes. Oh no, I did see that because they are talking about a full on reboot for this show. So I was watching the real. You know the. Oh. Real. <laughs> So, you know what? And we so, should be on the real. We, should, we are the real. <laughs> we are like the, the UK South Asian, UK South Asian version of the real, honestly. Because I was the like, really? Because <laughs> they assembled all the cast together. And it's, I think it was, T, is it Tia or Tamara Maori who's on? Uh, it's uh, Tamara. Tamara. And so it was really amazing to see Tamara and Brandy sitting yes. side by side. It's like, oh my God, sister, sister, Moesha sitting side by side. It's amazing. Aww. And like, they were saying like, you know, would you guys consider doing some sort of, and like Brandy's often said that she would and even as recently as January of 2021 there have been reports that like you know there is something okay. in the works and they're working it so I really hope that you know they if however they pitch it they pitch it right yes because these things like if you if a reboot goes wrong it ruins the whole it just changes thing. it cheapens a legacy and that's why I remember Jennifer Aniston saying years and years ago when she was talking about friends reunions she'd be yeah. like I think it would cheapen it if we did everything back again Clearly, the shoes feeling pretty cheap to want to come back on board. They must have got a big check. Six of you all had dinner. Two of you were really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's very, very true. And like, I think, yeah, they've got to really like preserve the legacy. And, just, and like you said, yeah, I think today's um, kids as well just don't understand the magic of it because... Like, you know, there's a great show on Netflix, um, Never Have I Ever. Mm. And uh, what's the other one I was thinking of? I think that it's Never Have I Ever. But um, 
just the, like those shows like they're used to binging 10 episodes in a go yeah. whereas like I said this was like you know I was like Oliver Twist please sir can we have oh, some more yeah. like you know watching it as a treat during um, school holidays and stuff yeah. I'd, be so, cu- I'd be curious to know what do kids watch now on Nick- I, I, need to, I don't need obviously nothing sex Nickelode- education on Nickelodeon oh but <laughs> 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 well, to be honest the kids they're so forward I would not be they probably uh, have Netflix well, they, they have Netflix yeah and I um, you know like Tracy Beaker recently had some sort of reunion no, or something be on no, oh, no. Right, right. <laughs> I think they revisited Tracy oh. Beaker now, but um, I don't know to be honest with you because I do like, they have anything like this? Is what I'm thinking. It's like a bit young adult, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. YA, isn't it? Almost, y- yeah. Um, I don't know to be honest with you. I think a lot of the shows seem. To, I don't know when I when I watch a show now. Maybe it's just my perspective, but I just seem to think everything's too adult. I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, I can't believe they mentioned that, or they're talking about this, or they're talking. About, they go to really dark places yeah, really quickly, do. and I was like. In Biker Grove, that was an entire oh, season gosh. before we got to that bit. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, especially when PJ and Duncan got shot with the paintball. Oh, my goodness, that scarred me. I was yeah. like, oh, I was never want to go paintballing. Amanda, who's it? Amanda and the other girl. Those girls were just kind of like, you cheated on us, so we're going to shoot you with a paintball. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, those bitches went there. And they didn't, get, they didn't do any prison time or anything for it, I they don't did. think. Like, in the show, obviously. But they should have been real life. Everyone was gutted. <laughs> well, the only other thing I really want to talk about, Amisha, very quickly, yes. is the fashion. Yeah. Because I, the fashion and the hairstyles, I love how, um, watching it now, that everything that they're kind of wearing has come back. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. All it's, come, it's all cycles. It's, it really is cycles. Like Tyra and you. <laughs> but it's just like, I'm looking at like the lime greens and the purples and the oranges. Really bright colours. And yeah. like the hairstyles as well. Like the hair is amazing. Yeah. And I remember like um, a lot of the black girls at school like mimicking the looks yes. and the hair. And the I was hair just gel down. Yeah, the slits. I love and I, and I was like, oh, what? And I now realise that how much of the show influence that yeah, as well culturally yeah. yeah that's the way i suppose in the same way as that was an influence for people styling and clothes and stuff now it's just so much more immediate isn't it because yeah. even though i had nickelodeon we didn't get nickelodeon stuff in the uk when it was airing in the u.s i'm sure no. there was a delay as well oh of course but now it's social media so people probably just do one thing and it's like a global smash if someone's popular yeah one image can carry across like you know seven seas before it's even kind of reached kind of like yeah. you know across the road it is exactly. it is absolutely amazing so i think any of these reboots really need to keep that in mind that in today's world it's, it's a complete it's like a super highway it's like yeah. you need to really kind of go in running and and i think it's also like quite as a writer it must be really exciting as well mm. to kind of bridge that gap between the heritage and today yeah. And, you know, work out, like, I mean, I'd love to be in one of those writer's rooms and see how they map it out and work out how they're going to bridge what happened there to today. Well, that Frank's got another illegitimate child. (laughs) I was like, please. I know, that's such a shame. And like, you know, it it really kind of put a dampener on things, didn't it? I don't know how they can rewrite that now. It's done. Yeah. could just kill him off. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. So I'm going to take it to the bridge now. So... Whilst the show may divide viewers nowadays, there is no denying Moesha is a significant show in the teenage show genre. Judging by the recent reception to the recent re-release on Netflix, Moesha is now finding a new audience, paving a way for that potential reboot. We certainly love to see shows which represent and try different things in commercial parameters, so if there is a reboot, sign us up. Damn right. But in the meantime, we're going to carry on binging the classic on Netflix. They've only given us the first two seasons or the whole thing? 
Um, I think it was the first two seasons, so there's six seasons in total. Okay, fine. But to be honest, who's got the time to watch all six seasons? (laughs) We struggle with our daily. (laughs) (laughs) Every time, every time we see each other, we're like, "Oh, you need to watch this." I'm like, "No, no." no." (laughs) So I put it on the list, and like the list now goes down five stories or whatever it is. Anyway, let's head over to the OnlyFans lounge and like chill out. So let's grab our glasses of water, chink. And oh, very nice. And so let's. I just wanted to quickly because you know I haven't humble bragged at all. Like yeah. this um, episode. So, do. do you remember when I went to New York on oh my holiday, my and then I went to see Chicago the Musical, <laughs> and I saw Brandy? <laughs> do you remember? So lucky. You, were you expecting to see Brandy? Well, no, <laughs> you walked right into that one. I, <laughs> of course, I didn't. So I, it was a lot. I would gone to go and see another show, and all the tickets were sold out. So I was like, oh, I'll just go, I'll go run and see a ticket for Chicago. Yeah. And then I got it there, and I remember I didn't know who it was. And then, like you know, the announcer was like, "And playing the role of Roxy will be Brandy." Norwood and then like I got so excited and there was a family sat next to me who was from Argentina because I chatted with them in the interval <laughs> and I was like Brandy Norwood and they looked at me they're like Brandy and they knew Brandy Norwood and it was wow. such it was a moment when like you know the UK and Argentina came together put aside their differences <laughs> it's the first time it was the first time exactly <laughs> after a long time and it was like kind of Brandy Norwood but it made me think of Brandy the actress because yes. she is a competent actress Very and so. it kind of uh, relates to what we were talking about in the previous episode mm. where we were saying that you know certain talents so for example um, I think it was Beyonce I was talking about yeah. and see Destiny's Child there we go again there we go. Um, but Beyonce the actress she hasn't been that kind of reserve that she's got hasn't she, been tapped no. into and I think Brandy's a good example of that where Moesha was the perfect vehicle yes but it was kind of like her acting school wasn't it she was learning on the job she definitely was learning she was new to it she was new to it and she got better and better and then obviously she did all those teen movies and yeah. now uh, as she is like you know she probably like I, I would love to see her do like a you know a serious film like you know uh, like maybe an art house TV film or something. or something yeah or an HBO show or something that takes her completely out of her comfort zone yeah. or shows us Brandy as we've never seen her before I mean how exciting would that be no I would because li- I'm trying to think of the other film she's been in and the <laughs> other one I can think of is Cinderella Cinderella I was just about to Whitney. say <laughs> yeah um, uh, but again that was like because you know, also what's also coming through is how slick the marketing was around her yes and I think like Brandy Beyonce um, all these amazing female megastars mm. that we are blessed with and we love all have this amazing kind of marketing strategy, yeah. don't they? Where they were presented as kind of girls next door and then yes. they suddenly glow up into this huge kind of like, I mean, they're very sexy, but they're very approachable. It's never cheap or vulgar. Yeah. And I, I think there's so much, I, I love kind of like looking into that world and like delving into like the marketing and how, you know, the image makers like yeah. Matthew, Uncle or... No, uh, <laughs> or Brandy's. What's Brandy's dad? Is it Jeremy Uncle? Um, her dad. Oh, I don't really know because her both her parents were really involved in her career, and I think they were quite keen to be, have her be quite conservative. Yes, in terms of the way that she. Because I think their their faith as well played because a role. Because it was a really it? big part of their life, and I think that's when all the drama kicked off. Because remember, she also had a baby outside of wedlock. <gasps> Do you know what oh. I mean? These are all the dramas that were kicking off on TRL. I remember when she <laughs> came on TRL. And it was so good because mm. it was, I think it was Carson Daly or someone was interviewing her. She was like, oh, so it looks, we heard that you got married. And they were like, because she was already pregnant. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, so when, when did that happen? And she was like, I'm going to keep that private. And I, thought, <gasps> I remember being such a naive dope. I was so <laughs> obsessed with You were holding on to your like, tech folder as you I watched. Say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just remember thinking, oh, of course. And she just doesn't want to share that because yeah. it's a private thing. And I it's thought, like, how dare you, Carson? <laughs> I was like, exactly. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I realized, of course, she was covering up the fact that she hadn't been married and she had to get out of wedlock. And that was not 
the, that's it, Sonia Norwood. That's the brand that her mum did not want her to have. She wanted to, her to be really wholesome uh-huh. and probably followed the kind of image that she had on Moesha in a way, in terms of being raised in a certain way. Mm. And I think that was just a little bit frustrating. And when you get, you, the thing is, you want to see people that are real as well. Mm-hmm. And she, and I understand that obviously she's got a fan base and she has an image to uphold. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's, it frustrates me when people aren't themselves. Yes. And that's when I started to disconnect a little bit from that kind of marketing campaign. I was like, look, yeah. it's almost kind of more shameful now mm-hmm. to kind of hide. Because that did come out later down the line that, yeah. look, they were never married. It came out a few years later, or maybe even a year later, she was never married to the guy. Yeah. And all those sorts of things, I just think it's not great. Yeah. Exactly, you 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 got played, which is yeah, terrible. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a shame. But anyway, we still love Brandy. But we still love her though, and like you know, her new. I think nowadays, I think because it's so much, we're kind of more au fait with the system, and we know yeah. kind of, we kind of understand it a bit better. And I think you know her current. It'll be interesting to see what she does next. Yes. So um, I think there's only one thing to say now, isn't there? The podcast is mine. Uh, no, no, it's mine. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast is mine. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. You can also follow us on all the socials. On Instagram, TikTok, Facebook and YouTube, we are The Podcast Is Mine. And on Twitter, we are Podcast Is Mine. Or you can email us at thepodcastismine at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing, The Podcast Is Mine.